Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. This morning, I'd like to introduce to you and highly recommend that you read a book called Prepare My Prayer, written by Rabbi Dov Singer. It is a remarkable work on prayer, insights into prayer, the experience of prayer. And I found for myself, I find for myself that it helps to make prayer more meaningful, more impactful, and it is a unique work. It is unlike other works on prayer. And it's something that we really need in our lives. It's something that we really need especially in our generation. So Rabbi Dov Singer was a therapist and he would counsel couples who were having marital problems. And very often the problems involved a lack of communication skills, how to be able to speak to someone and how to listen to someone to really hear what they're saying, to focus on what they are saying. It's, uh, it's not such a common skill. And very often, couples that are having trouble, this is an area. And he would help couples to be able to really listen to each other. And then he realized that the tools that he was giving to couples to be able to improve their marriages were the key, a key, to being able to improve our ability to pray. Because how many of us, especially if we have not worked on our communication skills, how many of us have ever experienced a conversation where we felt that we were truly heard and listened to and understood. Very often, we do not have the inner experience that our words are reaching their destination in the way that we intend them and in the way that we want them to. And so a person who is unfamiliar with that aspect of communication, let's say between two spouses, if a person is unfamiliar with that and does not have those tools and does not have that experience, then they are going to not have the experience or the awareness of what it means to speak to God in prayer where God truly is listening, where God is receiving our words exactly as we mean them. So if we don't, if we haven't practiced and experienced this with another person, it would be sadly understandable that we would not realize what it is that we're able to do when we speak to God in prayer. We don't realize, we don't appreciate what it means that God is truly, really listening to every word that we are saying. And therefore, we don't recognize the opportunity we have, the 
the rare opportunity we have to be able to speak with God and to be truly heard. And of course, if we are able to recognize and appreciate that, it will completely transform what it is that we are saying. Because now, maybe for the first time, someone is actually listening. So it's a remarkable work and there's so much wisdom in it. And I, I just, I strongly recommend it. What I found, what I find for myself is that um, I, I read through the whole work, but now I'm back on the second time and I'm doing it in very small pieces, like one page at a time and to try to let it sink in. But um, again, it's remarkable. And what I want to share this morning is just one small contained theme. And that is the dilemma of praying with a siddur, with a prayer book. In other words, the problem, the dilemma of having prayers written for us that we recite daily. And that's a dilemma, that's a problem. Because on the one hand, clearly, the prayers of, of our Siddur, our prayer book, are written by people with great wisdom, with great spiritual insight. And if we had to come up with our own words every day, I'll just speak for myself. I don't know if I'd be able to come with, up with, you know, original uh, wisdom, <laughs> you know, at uh, 6.30 in the morning uh, every day to think of something uh, creative and wise and insightful to say to God. And some of us, I'll put, I'll just say myself, I would probably end up engaged in superficial platitudes and cliches. So having prayers written with great care and great precision, having deep meaning to them is a tremendous benefit. On the other hand, the danger of a siddur is also clear. And it was well understood by our rabbis in the Talmud. The Mishnah says, uh, passage in the Talmud, Mesech Brachos, Rabbi Eliezer teaches, Ha'oset filoso keva, a person who makes their prayer fixed, ain't filoso tachanunim, their prayer is not a genuine prayer. Now, what does that mean? A person who makes their prayer fixed? So, the Talmud then goes on to provide three different explanations, but they're really not uh, disagreeing with each other. They're really adding three elements to what it means to have a fixed prayer that is not a genuine, valuable prayer. The first opinion in the Talmud is, Kol Shetfiloso Doma Alav Kamasui, anyone whose prayer, who praying feels like it's a burden. It's a task. I've got to get through it. It's a burden. If a person feels like that, their prayer is not going to be a meaningful prayer. Second opinion. Anyone who prays the words without it being a prayer 
of supplication. In other words, without intensity of feeling, to just say the words without the emotional content, the drama, the pathos, the sincerity. Such a prayer is dry, it's rote, and it's not a valuable prayer. And the third opinion is, Anyone who prays a prayer and does not add anything new to it. Rashi explains, if my prayer today is exactly the same as my prayer yesterday and will be exactly as the same as my prayer tomorrow, I'm just doing the same thing every day. And therefore I'm lacking, that's keva, it's rote. And I'm lacking in the proper way to prayer. And Rabbi Singer explains that is when prayer from a prayer book becomes regular. It becomes a burden. It becomes boring. We get bored and we yawn and we begin to count the pages yet to go. And others of us simply stare out into space and mumble the words, waiting for the end. The printed set prayer book, Singer writes, can cause our prayer to become rote. Okay, it's a big problem. So what do we do about it? Well, there are several different paths, several different routes to take to meet this challenge. I want to focus briefly today on one of them. And that is to recognize that prayer is not just what is in the prayer book. Because prayer in its essence is movement toward God. And therefore, prayer begins with, if we're praying in public, walking to shul the walk to the synagogue, or maybe during the week, driving to synagogue. That's the actual beginning of prayer. It's the beginning of our movement towards God. And therefore, prayer does not begin with words. Prayer begins with movement. Prayer begins with the approach to standing before God. And so Rabbi Singer suggests, let's just take the example if we are walking to shul. Well, when we step outside, we should gather in as many sounds as there are around us as we are walking towards shul. And depending on where we are, there will be different sounds. Some of them will be common to us. Some will be unique to the place where we are. But we should be attuned to the sounds that we hear around us as we are, or I would say, as part of our approaching God. We should look around us. We should look at where we are, where we're going. We should notice details of our surroundings. So often, we walk or drive or move without being aware of the details of what are around us. But we should focus on looking at where we are, where we are going, in order to be able to have that 
as part of our prayer approach to God. And there are, there are um, smells. There are beautiful scents. Again, depending on where we are, depending on the time of year, it could be the scent of a, a bright, cold morning. It could be the scent of flowers. It could be some other hopefully pleasant uh, uh, scent. And we utilize all of this. We allow the sounds, the smells, the sights, the tastes, and the touch to saturate us, to penetrate deeply inward. And now, writes Singer, our presence is raised immeasurably. And thus we arrive to the synagogue with a wide open heart, a soft step, present, open. In other words, we have begun our prayer using every one of our faculties and senses except speech. We've used all of that and not words to start our prayer. Rabbi Singer quotes the famous verse. It appears in Echo, the Book of Lamentations. Shivchi kamayim libech, nochach pnei Hashem. Shivchi kamayim libech, I pour out my heart like water. Nochach pnei Hashem, before the presence of God. The Rambam writes, I think picking up on these metaphor, the metaphor of pouring out my heart like water, pouring it out, the Rambam writes, I should empty my heart of all thoughts and only see myself as standing in the presence of God. Nochach. Nochach is a word that means if you and I are nochach, you and I are facing each other. We are present to each other, but we are oriented toward each other. So I have to pour everything out of me to empty myself of everything extraneous in order to be able to focus on what is directly in front of me and facing me, which is God during prayer. Says Wright Singer, prayer, even before it is a request, even before it is an expression of gratitude, even before it is praise, in other words, even before any words, prayer is an encounter. And therefore, the first step we take as we enter into prayer is the opening of consciousness to presence, to sense that God is here, above me, in front of me, around me, inside of me. And therefore, God, through prayer, is reachable, close touching. Finally, famous phrase in Tehillim in Psalms, Lecha Dumia Sihila. 
Silence is praise to you, God. Singer writes, In prayer, we're accustomed to uttering words, to filling the void. But even when standing before God, we are allowed to be quiet, to not fear the quiet, to give space to the awe in silence. At the very end of every prayer we say, at the end of every Amidah, the standing prayer, which is the main prayer that we pray, at the very end we say this line, Yudratzon, Imrefi v'hegyon libi l'fanecha Hashem. God, may it be your will that you accept, that you receive the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart. We offer and we ask God to accept our words and we also ask God to accept our thoughts even when they are without words, even when we are silent. The Siddur, the set prayers that are written for us, is the start of prayer. It's not the entirety of prayer. Because to each prayer that we recite from the Siddur, from the prayer book, we should be adding our own words from our own heart. What is pressing for us, pressing on us at that moment? In addition to the set times for prayer, we should encounter God within our lives, throughout our day. And we should recognize and appreciate that prayer is not just the words, but also the thoughts and the movements and the silence. And of course, if we ask God to hear all of that, to really listen and to hear and to accept all of that, then of course, certainly, we must offer it. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.